Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 162 for Schnozcast. Hold on to your hold on to your hats, folks. You're gonna thrill to the amazing booze news articles that you're about to hear. You're gonna prepare for the ultimate in sports commentary, 90 second sports. Maybe up to 100 questions. Gentlemen's agreement and pick of the week. Hold on to your dicks. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I feel like this is uh we, we've kind of been away for for a week. Um, someone on the show hijacked the entire operation, so I need to re- reintroduce the public and our fans to to the host. So this is Bob. I'll be your host for tonight. To my left, my co-host, Mr. Nicholas Bader. Good evening, everybody. Across the table from me, my other co-host, Mr. Corey Selesky. Oh, hey. And uh, remote from Seattle, fresh from his tour as the the rep scallion who absconded with the Shaz cast for a week, Mr. Todd Dillon. Dilly dilly bitches. And uh, once again, uh, our guest for the for the evening, you know him, you love him. The man whose encyclopedic knowledge of 1950s ironing boards is always amazes us, Mr. Greg Gumto. You could have won zombies. I didn't, though. <laughs> notice, have, notice how he I knows, didn't. He knows my little secret. <laughs> have, you to- have, have you ever talked to him about ironing boards from the 50s? I try not to because I know After the things, show, things can get quite it carried away. It is a nonstop parade of ironing board knowledge. It's very interesting stuff. Yeah. I mean, if, who doesn't want to know about it? If Corey's having a cigar and Bob's having a smoke and everyone's had a couple shots and I'm stuck with Greg in the kitchen, I'm going to learn about some fucking ironing boards. I, I love like how that. you said stuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, at that point. And I was being regaled with uh, tales of <laughs> ripping tales of <laughs> ripping yarns about ironing boards. And then I could kill another zombie with <laughs> a Smithson ironing board from 74, uh, but it's not from the 50s. That's when they first came up with the triangle configuration of the front of the board. That's right, the Smithson. Yeah. They're finally learning. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, and just what year did they? What what year did people get fed up with wrinkles? Oh, it was a long Greg Genesis. The, is it <laughs> the beginning of time? <laughs> the beginning of time, <laughs> just a wrinkle in time. I mean the uh, the those, ironing board. Those cavemen. Those late eighteen hundreds. Yeah, tough with the wrinkles in their uh, iron out their loincloths. Right. <laughs> Wait a minute! For so nearly two for for nearly two thousand years, the wrinkle was fine. No, dude. No I way. Mean, come on. Caesar and those togas, Those there wasn't a wrinkle on those. Those are all brand new every single one. <laughs> every day, a new one. Toga. <laughs> they were sunning them out, getting the wrinkles out, washing them in the Nile. The Nile. That I mean, they dangerous. had to travel a long way to do it, but I'm just saying. <laughs> that's, how, that's how much they hated wrinkles. <laughs> Somebody <Nile>. failed geography. <laughs> Came all the way from Connecticut to or wash they these didn't. in the Nile. <laughs> And a special shout out to Todd Dillon for manning the helm last weekend while we were all partying our asses off mm-hmm. and uh, running the show to do our very first clip show, which you can find uh, out on the streaming services uh, such as iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, Audible, or anywhere else where you can get a podcast. You can also find us out on social media on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Schnozcast. If you want to tell us what you think, you want to get something off your chest, or you've just got a burning question about 1950s ironing boards for Greg Gumto, you can send us an email at schnozcast at gmail.com. Or uh, if you want to wake Nick up in the middle of the night because he's got nothing else to do, you can call or text us at 618-SHOCKER. Yeah, you can uh, text the Shocker line. 
uh, during podcast hours. <laughs> that is not that is not what we were advertising. In fact, if you had listened to the video from last week, the solo Todd Dillon run clip show, you would know that he trumpeted to the world that it was 24-7-365. 24-7. Oh, you can text it. You can call it 24-7-365. <laughs> But and it's he, just going to be going off in the studio, and I'm not going to be there to receive it. Well, so. he also did tell everybody that he would be answering the shocker line. <laughs> Has he started drinking again? <laughs> uh, are you still uh, sobering it up for uh, the last few days of February? So another couple of days. I am. I am. Capital idea, sir. We applaud your your stamina, must your be, willpower. Must Word. be that musty fermented kombucha. Oh, man. I'm loving the kombucha. So, uh, with thank you, Nick. That's a great lead in. What are you drinking tonight, Todd? Uh, actually, I got a little iced coffee action going right now with some uh, sweet time cream. Okay. Sleepy time tea. Is that what I heard? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Guys, Todd's not moving over there. <laughs> Put him right to sleep. Corey, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm trying out the new Bud Light Next, the new uh, zero carb beer from Bud Light. Is that the one that's super crisp? Yes. Oh, super crisp and refreshing. That's what I've heard. That okay. If anything, it's super crisp. And your shot? Uh, <laughs> butter shots. Yeah, again. I'm sorry, Corey. I've never had the Bud Light Next. But I, at this point, just from physical appearance first, judging a book by its cover, I cannot think of anything worse than drinking that and <laughs> butter shots. That sounds Ugh. so disgusting. Yeah, that sounds gross. The, well, buttershot sounds gross, period. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know what you could lead in that would be like, <laughs> oh, well, that's fantastic. <laughs> this is yeah. uh, potato-flavored beer with buttershot. I mean, maybe. So sour cream. I, yeah. I, I, I will say it's it's definitely a different flavor. It's, yeah. It's, dude, it's, it's light. That seems like it it's, is that's very code light. for it's not as good as I thought it would be. You know what the flavor is? Not no, beer. I, 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 I like it, but I could also see where you'd get yourself in a, a, a whole lot of trouble because this one went down like water. Like, I'm there's, so happy that we captured that, on pro- camera Greg's response to taking a sip of that. It's going down I didn't like, take a sip. I sniffed it. It it's did going not down smell like, good. It's okay. going down like water because it's water. <laughs> it's flavored water. <laughs> it's, it's basically, so it's 4%, supposedly super crisp, but I, I think if I took like a Miller Lite and just like added like, you know, a quarter of a cup of water to it, mixed it up and be like, Oh, look how crisp this is. It would get the same effect because it's not 5%. It's 4%. So it's just a watered down beer. Cause at, at that, but point, there's no carbs in it. Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> what about you? Greg? Yeah, but there's like two carbs in a Miller Lite. You know, I, I hold on before, before we go to Greg. Before, hey, kombucha boy, why don't you save your comments for March first? But before we go, before we go to Greg, I do instead of dogpiling, I do have to give Corey credit because he made a lot of changes um, for a very specific reason for for health reasons, yeah. and I give him a lot of credit for that. He he's very much a finger wagger in everyday life, and I could see him being like, oh, "I'll be fine. I'm just going to keep uh, keep up my crazy ways." And he's he's changed a lot of things, so I give him a lot of credit for that. Trying yeah. to drink kombucha. Yeah, but since when did we become the kinder, gentler podcast? Like, does We're, that mean that we can't give him shit for anything we, anymore? I know, I know, but it, he's, oh, I, I he didn't say, just, I, I would just like to live. That's all. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't how part. dare you? He, he didn't go. <laughs> he didn't go out one day and was like, "Oh, let me get the lightest uh, beer I can get, so I can shut off some pounds." Like he's doing it for a reason. So 
Yeah, and yeah. we're all aware of that. So drink water. <laughs> I basically am, Todd. That's, I basically that's basically am. water. It's super crisp water in a bud can. Is oh, it, dude, okay. you you could you could honestly down these things no problem. That's I will say that. Yeah. Okay. I I I don't mind it. I I think they're they're quite good. That's a glowing review. I don't mind it, says Corey Selesky. Well, I, I know next. not everyone's going to be like, oh, it's the greatest thing ever. But uh, for my taste buds, <laughs> on, the, on, I, the, on the billboards, yeah. I'm okay with it. I, I don't mind it. That's right. <laughs> right. Bud Light, if you're listening. Podcast <laughs> reviewer from the Schnozcast, Corey Selesky says, I don't mind it. Keep up the good work. Johnson, get a hold of that. We need some, We need to get some sponsorship. Good job, Bud Light. Get little some ad reads. Little sparkly teeth in the in the billboard. <laughs> I like the cut of your jib. I like the way you read off that. Uh, yeah, I want you, you know, to do a little spe- something special for the for the Budweiser company. I'm quite good at them. Greg, what are you drink? <laughs> well, I just have some soft parade okay. from Nick's keg over there. And you've moved now from uh, apple. Uh, oh God, the McGillicuddy's apple pie to, to Jim Beam. Well, some Jim Beam, well, but I. I'm gonna make it last all his, night. His, his tongue touched the top of the frozen. That's part gotta of the be Jim better, Beam. right? It is better than yeah. Bob. The Jim Beam bottle has more in it than when I gave it to him. <laughs> That's not true. I had a little. I was holding a little bit of that McGillicuddy's right here, just to. I I, I asked, yeah. I asked him, bottle. and he he goes, "Well, when I first went to drink it, uh, there was a little ice top, <laughs> like on your, the top." Is that your Greg? So far, okay. So he's there's a little, there's a little, okay. little ice ice top. So right. look, it's not gone down at all. <laughs> well, everyone knows Jim Beam doesn't fill it up to the neck, all the way to the top. I sure. Oh yeah, because okay. you're a stranger to liquor. I uh, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. What is this stuff called? <laughs> so we're so you and I are drinking off the keg. We're drinking right? off the keg, and yeah. we're doing fireball shots. Sounds so the fireball caveman Neanderthalitic when Bob says we're drinking off the keg. I know, it felt like <laughs> you guys is. are having it's these like, like cavemen used to. Greg, they, Greg's they got this the, chalice and <laughs> you and I are drinking off the keg, so they have to put their heads they underneath it. it. If I had a chalice, I would I would trumpet that shit to the head. I have one more you of these did. at home. Right. But I didn't you went to an that. antique sale and I bought did. one. <laughs> I, I totally did. But I didn't bring it tonight, so we're just drinking off the keg. Out of all the things he normally leaves here, he doesn't leave the one thing here that should be left the here. The $10 glass that he's like, dude, I got a great deal on this really old glass that I don't care anything about. Well, they sold it and to he's like, 10 bucks. He's like, valued way higher. He's than like, that. you know what I should do? Take this home and never ring it back. Right. <laughs> my, look, my goal is every time I leave this house to try to remember everything I brought and bring it home with me. And that, That's never, the goal. And that never happens. Uh, it did two weeks ago. But wasn't I didn't this, forget a single thing. Wasn't this the idea of this glass to leave yeah. it here so you could use it on the keg? No, because uh, I always hear chirping over my shoulder okay. the voice of nick bader saying don't leave your fucking shit in my house no don't squir- this is different don't squ- was, how, don't squirrel your things different? away in my house is what i say i was saying, yeah. i think he's okay with the with the chalice or uh, i've the, left this here for a month if, if i get in. the nick bader approval <laughs> yeah i will absolutely leave it here my problem is when like i i open a cupboard that would normally have like toilet paper in it and like uh an empty coors light can <laughs> falls out and it's like oh i'm gonna put this here in case i need a spitter while i'm shitting like no those are things i don't i don't care for true schnozcast fans will know exactly which host, <laughs> which host he's referring to <laughs> which my evian bottle was still there so i'm surprised yeah uh, uh hey fellas oh sorry go ahead Corey, you I, got I, i've got two things i need to get yeah. over in housekeeping before cool. we get to the end and one of them could be pick of the week but i'm going to forget by then and the other i, I kept on telling this guy that we we're going to give him a shout out on the podcast okay and 
I we have not yet. Um, Ian Patrick Patricka. Sounds like you're doing it justice. I'm sure he'd be happy with that. He'd be happy with that. Well, sure. Danielle sent me his name. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Of course, that's his last name. He'd be talking to us, but he's fighting in Ukraine right now. Spe- so. Spell it. Uh, first name I A N. No, no, Ian. We got what's okay. the last? Name? <laughs> <laughs> what's his last name? P O K. Ian. P O K R I E F K A. Wow, that is a mouthful. sounds Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have no idea. It's, it's well, Scot- spell it's, one more time. Scotch Romanian. P O K. R I E F K A. Or it could be Comanche Indian. Pakrif, paprika. No, not paprika. That's a spice, Todd. No, no, I said paprika. <laughs> oh, There's an oh. F in there, wasn't it? Got, yes. Paprika. All right, this is fascinating content. Right. Anyway, why are we giving this uh, unknown person a shout out? Uh, he's the photographer that did our engagement photos and oh, okay. saved the day after we had a company completely ruin all of them. Okay. Uh, he stepped in after they, the photos were basically taken from him, uh, not edited correctly and all that he he re-edited them and then sent them back to us he's going to be the photographer at our wedding okay um, so his compensation is that we're going to mention him on our rinky dink podcast well and all the money that danielle and i paid oh uh, okay <laughs> gotcha. okay all right uh, he's but, getting some actual something to put in his wallet because yeah well of course this mention you're giving him is worth not even the the, who, the time that it takes you to say who it. knows that's who not knows? true but, but yeah, his, his, oh, thanks, congratulations, Ian. Congratulations, <laughs> Ian. Ian. So yeah, his uh, his Ian. his website is i a n p o k r no r i e r i e k f a dot com e i o e i e i o. All right, you know what we can do? Maybe uh, on the break we can uh, develop something within Switcher, and then before we end the podcast, you can put flash it. I'll, it I'll, like, I'll put it up there. Yeah, yeah. The Todd's of the like. Todd's like, damn it! Why'd you bring up Paprika? That was my uh, pick of the week. This I'm so week. glad that he made his web address uh, his completely crazy last name. name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 smart. That's good business sense. You uh, want to follow? I can't me? wait to meet him. Uh, yeah, you you definitely will. Just call him you Ian. just follow me at Ian Ian Paprika Ian dot com Paprikash. Unfortunately, he does not have an accent. That would be pretty sweet. Ian though. Paprika. Oh, would, he does. He I was hiding like it. it. He, was, <laughs> he does a yeah. good job. Uh, second thing. I have to give a shout out to uh, Green Genie on Telegraph and Six Mile. Today was my first visit to that dispensary, and Alvin, the proprietor of Green Genie, a uh, wonderful dude, came out. Uh, we talked for a while. Uh, Callie introduced me to him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, went around, and uh, Alvin was nice enough. We, we have the vessel compasses that we all got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I showed it to him because I wanted to see if a certain cartridge fit in there. And he was like, oh, Vessel. He's like, that's a, it's a very high end. He's like, I like your, I like your style. I like the cut of your jib, sir. I was like, oh, no. So he's like, hang yeah, on. He's like, have you ever seen this one? Safe. I see you're wearing shorts. And <laughs> <laughs> I, too, am wearing shorts. <laughs> Were his brothers there? Let us touch calves and we shall be friends forever. <laughs> so he came over with a box and opened it up. And it was a Vessel pen. No shit. And he's like, what do you think about that one? I'm like, wow, dude, that's really nice. Yeah, he's like, right. yeah that shit is nice. They he's make like, really nice puns, yeah. Well, here you go. Are you kidding me? He gave it to you? Gave it to me. Uh, went behind the counter. I was like, oh, yeah, this, this. Like, if you want to try that. I was like, wow. Thank you, dude. Like, yeah, that's in, absolutely insane. And for my first visit, I got 25% off everything. Yeah, wait till Simon and Theodore do the books. They're going to be pissed. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> well, he owns the place, so. Well, no, uh-huh. really, they got to wait for Dave. Once Dave hears about it, it's, <laughs> it's all over. <laughs> Alvin! <laughs> oh, wow. it, 
it feels like. Did you this not is get the, the oldest, I, it? It took me a second, but I got it. There you go. Now you're with us. Yeah. See, we're this talking cartoon. This is the oldest drug trick in the book, isn't it? Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Oh, it, is. it totally is, Todd. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. First one for free till you need it. It's the bait the first and switch. First one's free. It's the bait and switch. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, dude, an $80 pen that he gave. Oh, and then he gave, he turned around and gave Callie one, too. You know what you're doing when you walk I'd in. I'd like to those. think he did that because he knows you're on the schnoz. He knows One's born every minute. No, he, I, he walks. <laughs> he walks in with those little short shorts. He's showing off those amazing. Sashaying your way across the yeah. floor. Just <laughs> walk. Just wow, 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 wow. You know. Yeah. Sometimes you got to use your physicality to get hey. what you want. Yep. Hey, Alvin. <laughs> <laughs> I do declare you got a lot of <laughs> a lot of green in this store. <laughs> so yeah, anyone that's uh, that's in the area, Green Genie. Uh, Go up there, check Alvin out. Well, hey there, Corey. Check Alvin out. Well, hey there, Corey Dubois. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Is that a vessel pen that you have? Oh, I'm I so Are you happy to see me? <laughs> I caught the vapors. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Corey, we're going to do a little booze news. That's and cool. now it's time for booze news. <laughs> um, guess let me go first. Sure. Go ahead. All right. So given our, our predilection on this podcast for um, comfortable sleep uh, accoutrement, uh, I ran across this website called 8sleep.com. That's the yeah, the number 8, E-I-G-H-T, sleep.com. Uh, and they're having a President's Day sale today. So have you guys ever heard of the, about this mattress? No. Can't say uh, I have. I, I never had either. Uh, but apparently it is the Cadillac of mattresses. Nah. And it obviously can't be pick of the week because I would have had to have bought one and then rec- too, be recommended. too expensive? To. Yeah, which I'm not going to do. Right. So this is the, uh, according to them, this is the, the number one heating and cooling mattress, the only mattress that actually cools. They, they have uh, technology that's built around a pod base, and there's like a separate reservoir for water that they circle, that it circulates throughout the bed to cool each individual section of the mattress. This was my Sounds idea. <laughs> <laughs> chili mattress. I the chili mattress? I, no, I said, I go, why don't they run hot and cold water lines? Oh, you have brought this up before. Yeah, yeah. why don't they run hot and cold they water lines? They fucking stole your idea. Into, so, listen, into yeah. bedrooms right. and just coil it through the mattress. And if you turn the cold water on, it would cool the mattress down. If you turn the hot water on, it would heat it up. That is exact. So let me just, I'm just going to break down my idea. real quick some of the high bullet points here. Forgot to trademark that they, it. That they stole from Nick Bader. Mm-hmm. So it's six-layer premium foam mattress, 12 inches deep. Just the way, sorry, I'm going to oh, keep on moving. It's usually the way I give it. Uh, the Max Chill, Max Chill, that's trademarked, layer infused with silver, copper, and graphite for maximal heat dissipation. Maximal? Ma- that is on the website. I might say maximum, but they chose maximum. maximum. Okay. Uh, dual zone heating and cooling. You could set each side of the bed between 55 degrees Fahrenheit. Greg, I know you're paying attention now, 55 degrees. Uh, or up to 110 degrees Fahrenheit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you can boil you, your skin right off. You could schedule personalized temperatures for each phase of, of the night. It has advanced sleep tracking, which tracks each side of the bed, including sleep stages, sleep time, and more. Daily health metrics that you can get to your phone about... It tracks your respiratory rate, your resting heart rate, uh, and there's a uh, there's a gentle rise smart alarm that will silently wake up each individual with chest level vibration, 
and gradual thermal change. Do I have your attention now? I'm already looking <laughs> it up. <laughs> yeah, I already reviewed it. It's actually not more expensive than what you'd pay for a mattress anyway. It's like thirty four hundred bucks. Yeah, thirty eight hundred bucks. Thirty eight thirty eight. No, no, I was no, expecting like seven eight thousand. It's a yes. President's Day sale. Yeah, not more expensive than what you would pay, Todd. <laughs> Well, but haven't you always been, and I don't mean to poo-poo here, but this is the, uh, as far as my shoddy memory recalls, this is a direct quote from Nick Bader. You spend so many hours of your life in bed. Why Correct. Would you, why would you skimp on the one place where uh, you really need to be comfortable and get you charged for the rest of the day? Yeah, one-third of your life is spent in bed. You should have a great bed. Yes. Uh, what he said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So I thought I'd throw it out there, uh, not necessarily as like a cautionary tale to anyone, or it, we're not sponsored by them, certainly, although uh, eight sleep people, if you're listening, uh, we'd love to do it. We're all about being comfortable while we're sleeping here in this podcast. We've reviewed a whole bunch of shit, mattresses, pillows, you name it. I thought I would bring it up just so that the, we, the, the sleep aficionados would know this is now the big dog on the block. I was going to say, we like our sleep. <laughs> we do. Yeah. Very true. All right. Uh, who wants to go next? I can go. All right, Nick. All right. So uh, this, uh, everybody knows what's going on with Russia and the Ukraine. And uh, yeah, we should probably say today's uh, February 26th, 2022. February 26th. So it's uh, it's a horrible thing. Um, Country that just wants to do their own thing. And uh, you got Russia who, you know, basically wants to recreate the USSR and uh, needlessly killing people. And that sucks. Um but uh, there's a lot of um, good stories that are coming out of the Ukraine, uh, people that just want to defend their homeland and be their own individuals. So I don't know if any of you guys have heard, if anyone would be in this room that would he- have heard this, it would have been Greg um, and maybe Todd. The ghost of Kiev? Of course you did. I, I don't know if it's actually a true story. I think it's uh, more... Oh, that story you're about to tell? Yep. Utter yeah. bullshit. So, no, I'm not saying it's utter bullshit. I actually <laughs> just read a couple things about it today. All right, well, I, so, I, but, I had not heard anything about it. Okay, so the Ghost of Kiev. Um, as it turns out, the Ghost of Kiev is actually real. There are now various official sources that have confirmed that his existence and some even shared a picture of him. So former uh, President uh, Petro Parascano, the guy, apparently the guy that did Corey's photography, um, <laughs> dis- dis- decided, decided to upload a picture of this heroic pilot. So basically the ghost of Kiev is a ace top gun fighter pilot for the Ukrainian Air Force that apparently Russia can't get their hands on. They, this guy is like a ghost. I mean, that's why they call him that. And shut up, Corey. Um, Thank you for the um, so former president, this president decided to upload a picture. Well, Corey, I mean, you were the one that was, was having a couple minutes to get to the punchline on the last one. So I'm just trying to fill in the blanks for you. Uh, so um, decided to upload this picture, heroic pilot who has downed six or seven confirmed Russian uh, aircrafts. Uh, on February 24th, this confirms that the ghost of Kiev is not only real, but he remains active in the air. Uh, in one of the toughest nights for the capital of Ukraine, this pilot is roaming the skies looking for more victims of Russia to add to his list of kills. When the story of the ghost began spreading like wildfire, many didn't even believe it to be real. They actually have a video um, here of him as well. 
Um, in time when we were all begging for heroes, this ghost is a clear reminder that there is still hope in the world filled with war. Uh, the former president uploaded an image of the pilot who was in charge of the MiG-29 fighter jet uh, with his entire gear on. There is no way to confirm his face or real identity. Obviously, they're covering that up um, for security reasons. But this confirmation from the president turns a wild urban legend into reality. This is exactly what the people from Ukraine need at this moment. Um, it's uh, That's not all. This ghost of Kiev is already making more headlines in the Battle of Kiev uh, that is taking place right now in the capital of Ukraine. Eventually, the official media outlets confirm the existence of this ace pilot. Um, so basically, it, it's it's a much longer article. I'm not going to go in and bore everyone. But this guy, uh, they, they can't get their hands on him, and he's just knocking fighter jets from Russia out of the sky. And I think that's fucking awesome. <laughs> It is pretty impressive that uh, he's that good. It's pretty impressive that you have such a force like Russia who is, and I just looked this up the other day, so I I might be misspeaking, but the United States has the largest military and strongest based on uh, budget and everything else. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, We spend way more than everybody else. It's like $419 or something like that. Um, Crazy. And... Russia's either second or third. Um, yep. And oh, okay, the Chinese army. I was like, who would yeah. even come close to that? But yeah, yeah China. That uh, Australia is actually relatively close too. But <clears> it's <throat> it's just crazy to me um, that, that I mean, this guy's a real life type Top Gun, you know, and no, no one can get their hands on him. So I think that's pretty fucking awesome. It's awesome. Yep. Corey you got one. I do. Uh, so I was watching, before we do, yeah, let's do the shot first. Hey, so if you're new to the podcast, we have a uh, slight tradition that we do roughly several times every episode. Uh, so we're going to do a shot right now. If you don't have anything to drink yet, pause us, go grab something, come back and join us. Here's to you, gentlemen. Cheers. Shazam. Todd, can't wait for you to join us, buddy. Next week. That's right. Todd, did you also hear about um, the island off Ukraine that um, the, that was like a stronghold that, that the 13 soldiers were holding out? No. Yeah, they were they were holding out. Uh, Greg, so do you know more about this? Uh, so I guess it was just a small island when the Russians came up to him. It was like, you guys need to surrender now. Mm-hmm. And I believe the response was, go fuck yourselves. Yep. So uh, with with social media and everything right now, it, it's it's giving this weird, uh, horrible sometimes picture of of actual war going on right now, which is not necessarily a positive thing. But um, so these these Ukrainian soldiers were on this island, this stronghold. I don't know if there was um, some sort of a larger gun on this island or something, but they basically the Russians came up with a battleship and they communicated via radio and they said surrender now or we're going to fire upon the island and there were 13 ukrainian soldiers on this island like holding down the whole thing and they live streamed on facebook and as one does in wartime you know now why not yeah now (laughs) and they communicated back in russian go fuck yourself 
and Russia let loose and they all died. But they're being honored as heroes in the country now. So there's a few of the websites, oh, wow. a few of the Facebook groups that I follow. They're making shirts that have a picture of the island with it on there, and they say anything that we get off of this is going, like all the proceeds are going to something there, over that way. There was also yeah. there was also a Ukrainian woman that walked <laughs> walked up to a Russian soldier and handed him um, a handful of sunflower oh, the sunflower, sunflower seeds. seeds. Yeah. Yeah. And he looked very perplexed. Um, and she said, well, since you're on Ukrainian soil, she's like, these will grow into beautiful flowers once your carcass breaks down after you die. <laughs> so I'm like, these Ukrainians are kind of badasses, man. This is crazy. Really just asking yeah. for it. They're completely outnumbered. And you She's going to be doing two shows a night at uh, the <laughs> yeah. Laugh Tracks in Ukraine. Yeah, really. All right, Corey. Uh, all right, so my well, this and I know. Let me preface this with: I know this is a stretch for booze news, but I happened to be watching the movie the other, the other day, and I just I could not stop laughing at this this moment in the movie that we're going to check out. Is this here a nineteen seventies Lay's potato chip commercial? Mm. Close, close. <laughs> Says the man who's seen zero films. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So this is my only knowledge. So I I, I do want to ask you guys before I play this clip. Yeah, just. In your mind, uh, there's a certain point. This is National Lampoon's uh, family vacation. Yeah. So, the first one, the original, the original. Okay. Chevy Chase gets kicked off of YouTube, by the way. No, right? I, there's no sound. Okay. Um, Chevy Chase starts doing something, and I immediately thought of someone that is on the podcast with us. So, you guys, tell me if you can oh figure boy. out uh, who you think it is. This is an audio. Podcast. Let me just Greg. go on a limb and say, <laughs> "Come on, Todd." <laughs> Yeah. So this this is the <laughs> after they stop for their picnic, and Chevy notices the girl in the Ferrari. So he stands up and goes over to uh, kind of say hello from a distance. Oh, the way he grabbed that branch that looks like Greg. Hey, yeah. Oh no, there's there's something very obvious that's about to happen. That so a little flirtation starts happening. Yeah. And the little dancing starts happening. But Nick, in this next scene mm-hmm. where you see Chevy, tell me who you think of. Okay. Right about here. <laughs> Have you seen that dance before? Bob. <laughs> is that a Bob dance? <laughs> that is legitimately. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not quite nail on the head, but so, he's done things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have the bologna sandwich. But. No, you were you were minus the bologna sandwich, yeah. but so it can't be the same. So nice try, Corey. Nah, sorry, buddy. That's that's pretty spot on. I fig- I figured there'd be some high kicks going on, but that's fantastic. Good boozies, article, <laughs> dude. I, I saw it and I, I literally could not stop laughing for about ten minutes. I mean, that that is exactly yeah. what Bob would do. I'm totally f- confused now about what boo- booze news is, but. <laughs> we're, we're expanding the, the horizon and the definition of what booze news can be. Yeah, I, I, I went a little out of context this week. Sorry. But who knows what's going to happen next week? Tune in next week to see just how crazy booze news gets. And in the exactly. meantime, we're going to go on to 90 Second Sports. And we see him heading in that direction. The 20. He's going for 40. And it's 90 Second Sports. All right, 90 Second Sports, brought to you by Mr. Todd Dillon of uh, Seattle, Washington. Let's just assume it's Seattle proper. Uh, while we don't, while we don't list his exact location for the, for the federales, we're going to keep right it. Right next to the Funko plant. 
Stop that. <laughs> bite your dirty, oh, dude, bite your dirty tongue. Hundreds of acres away from the Funko Park. I have a feeling that... <laughs> the Todd Dillon Foundation <laughs> compound <laughs> is so much bigger. I have a feeling that the hourglass that I purchased specifically for this particular moment is now going to be relegated to obscurity because of we, some sort of crazy switcher technology that Corey's We went got. digital, buddy. Yeah, go I fuck, don't know. Go fuck yourself. I, I like the timer. I this do. is exactly why I'm like, I don't like updates or upgrades to new versions of shit when it comes to Switcher. So, Todd, you're going to tell me whether you're gonna have to, you, you'd prefer to go analog or digital because he's about to do the on-screen shit with this. Okay. No, that was a question. <laughs> yeah. Todd, that was a yeah, question. You can, you, can, you can opt out of it and say, I want the hourglass, bitch. So, Todd, here we go. I guess not. Okay. I guess you're fucked. It looks like it. <laughs> Look, well, Corey, now time's, time's, time's upon you to... Okay. He doesn't know. Oh, there it is. 90 seconds started. Okay. So I, I bitched about this the last time we did 90 Second Sports. I think there are way, way, way too many sports in the Winter Olympics. Uh, and each year, each well, each every four years when the, the, the Winter Olympics show up, uh, I say I'm not going to watch it. Bring in the skiing and all the, the different stuff, but this year really it dragged on because there were so many versions of the same damn sport. But then it got that, and when I thought things couldn't get any worse with like rhythmic dance, where they told me there was going to be hip hop and all this dancing with no people of color shaking their asses on the ice. Anyway, the thing that has now come to the top of the list as to why there's too many sports and why. There's craziness. So first, who wants to sign up to watch the men's 50-kilometer cross-country ski race? 50 kilometers of cross-country skiing? Come on. And then, to make matters worse, these people ski skied it in the coldest conditions in the last 15 15 times the Olympics have been run, and the dude frickin' Remy Lindholm from Finland, froze his dick. <laughs> <laughs> he froze his dick. Sorry, buddy. That's 90-second sports. Sorry about that, buddy. This is the second time he froze his dick. He now, thin dick. hold on. I, I, <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm a fan of this because, number one, I feel like you're robbing Nick Bader of one of his uh, deep, deep pleasures during the week. And, and cutting me off. Cutting Nick off, cutting Todd <laughs> off before the end of the 90 seconds. But also, if Todd can see that, I, I'm not sure if he was ever looking at the hourglass before, but I feel like it was a surprise to him that it was the end of the 90 seconds. Well, and the, I get that aspect, but for the view, as far as viewers-wise, that's what I was thinking of, for them to be able to see the countdown. So, Well, I, but they, they, think- all, they knew that it was the end because Nick would uh, ceremoniously just announce that it was done, that was it. I get it, but visual I, aspect. I, I, I will just say put it that, out there. I will say that I'm okay with either way. Okay. However, it happens, I'm fine with it. So you're gonna let? I, I think I feel like to be fair, you should let Todd make that call. To be fair. To be fair. To be. Sons of bitches. <laughs> I mean, Todd can make that call, but to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. It is Todd's segment. It is your segment, buddy. Yeah. So 
I feel like it's a bit of a crutch if I see the digital version of it because I was actually trying to time my landing and I still screwed it up. So it turns out I'm not that talented at this part anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> All right, you it think- was very, very hard. To th- it was much harder to try and thread the needle. You I, wanna, think I'll, I think I'll catch up to this digital version. You want to think about it and uh, reflect, uh, maybe look inward a little bit, and then maybe we'll come back next weekend. Maybe reflect. Yeah. As I, if I'll you were in it. the year 3000. <laughs> I'll reflect exactly. on it. Exactly. All right. So very lackluster 90-second sports. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We were, Dude, we froze hold his on. dick off. Guy we, froze his dick. Time. froze his dick off. But we don't know. I know it was sports time. and you weren't listening, we don't, but the rest of us hold on. all heard froze his dick off. Hold on, Bob. Hold yeah. on. We don't know about all that because it ended right. It was right as his dick got frozen off. That's when it fucking ended. There, but there's nothing yeah, that you're follows to give that. An extra thirty seconds. What's the following of that? The thawing of the dick and the attempted reattachment. Like the dick is frozen off. I will say, in Todd's defense, Corey hit the button preemptively about four seconds before oh, Todd Jesus. knew. Before See, Todd Corey, knew. Here, we, here we go. This is yeah. You're gonna jump in here and try to take over his. <laughs> You're gonna I'm not be trying to jump like in a rival, a rival capo trying to steal, son of a steal bitch. his, his turf <laughs> in this turf war. The Did man you think that he wouldn't respond. Trying to exactly. in, in Black History Month. Trying to, you <laughs> trying to hold the brother down. <laughs> we got two more days left. Just, yeah. just so you know, you're not black, Nick. <laughs> Trying I'm to hold not the wait, brother. What? I'm trying to hold you down. You're trying to hold Todd down. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to hold Todd down. You're trying you to got s- me back. Trying to silence his voice. Exactly. I had four more seconds. The man. <laughs> Always trying. And I just assume in that four seconds, the dick somehow thought and got reattached. So. Todd, you know, it's well, more, I, I guess well, that was when he had the worst pain was actually when it thawed out. That's when he knew. It see, didn't fall off, race, but it, it did thaw off. You see him trying said. to sneak in more, more fucking 90-second sports now? This is the kind of crazy shit that happens when Corey takes over the operation. Todd. It's Todd, Thunderdome. This, this is what happens on a predominantly white podcast. <laughs> yeah. you, it's, 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 exactly. it's, yeah. Four, it's four seconds today, Todd. What's it going to be in a month from now? <laughs> Pretty soon you're going to have four seconds to speak about your, your sports. <laughs> exactly. And dick freezing. Yeah. Exactly. Dicks, dicks froze. Frozen dicks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I listed as a as my, my pick of the week was um, – the Hammer Films Collection. So if you if you if you've forgotten if you've successfully forgotten what I said a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> Hammer is a British. Uh, it's a British film production company that was that went from like the 30s up until the late 70s. Oh, it's getting better. And so they put out a box set. When I was a kid, they would have uh, the Ghoul would have this show on on WXON Channel 20, and he would play all these crazy British horror films. Uh, granted, they were from the 50s and the 60s and 70s, so they were tame compared to today. It was no Saw or it was no like paranormal activity, but they were British films. So they starred a lot of the British film stars of the day, like Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, and they had a stable of actors and actresses who would do movies for them. So I bought this box. So like, yeah, Todd, go ahead. I was going to say, so lots of tea and bad teeth? Uh, yes. I yes. do say 100%. So. I do say. 100%. <laughs> can I just, yeah. can I ask a question? Sure. What, what segment are we in right now? We are in between segments. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I heard pick of the week. 
No, no. He said I, yeah, I, I yeah, he was just referring. I referenced back the pick of the week okay. from two weeks ago. All right, just, this is a, a, this little, a story about the follow-on to that. It's a little confusing. So, right? so that was the pick of the week, and 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 in that box that there are twenty films. Now they were like anywhere from like an hour to like an hour and a half, hour forty-five each. Mm-hmm. So by this weekend, I had made it through nineteen of the twenty. So oh, so this is gentleman's agreement. No, this was my pick of the week. <laughs> this is your pick of the week. This was my pick of the week two weeks this is ago. Booze news. Yeah, Bob, I, I had already Bob, watched. Like, Bob's what are we rolling? Booze news. Pick of the week. <laughs> and Gentlemen's yeah. agreement. Yeah. I'm trying to yeah. figure out what this is. Oh, well, well, <laughs> stay, stay with me, fellas. This okay. is called Bob's news segment. Stay with right. me, fellas. This is called what is Bob a, wants to this watch. This is a story that happens to have something to do with something that was my pick of the week two weeks ago. Okay, so this is so, a, okay. So <laughs> I, I had pick not, of the week revisited. I had not finished my pick of the week. When I recommended, I had watched maybe thirteen of the of the twenty films, and I thought that was probably you, enough to recommend it as a pick of the week. So I think it's Dick's going to freeze in this. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched nineteen of the twenty films, and so outside, uh, no. <laughs> All right, get off the frozen dicks, man. We're moving on to. Do, do we have to prepare late, something late for this segment? No. <laughs> okay. I'm, try- I'm going to handle all of it if you'd shut the fuck up and let me do that. I will handle all of it. You don't have to do a thing. I got it. We're just- you can keep talking, but that's you handling it. So, okay. So, I've wa- so I'm on to the last film. This is like two nights ago. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready. So I, I put in the last disc. And it's like, oh, we got some special features. Uh, it's 30 minutes. All right. Let me just, I'll watch that and get it out of the way. So I'm down to the last movie. I've watched all the special, everything. So I'm, I'm ready to finish this shit up. And Greg, you know what I'm talking about. Made it to the end of a box set that had 20 films in it. And here's the 20th it's film. Impressive. And it is, it is, the film is called The Creatures That the World Forgot. And it is the third caveman movie that Hammer Films has done. They did One Million Years B.C. with Raquel Welch which I know you know, the most famous caveman movie that it was ever made. And then they did some other fucking bullshit caveman movie, and this is now the third. So someone has determined at Hammer Films, like, oh, Moranis? We've, got, we've got more <laughs> to say about cavemen, and so let's do a third one. So I'm watching this movie, and it starts off, and I'm like, okay, cavemen? I know nothing about it. But clearly within the first like 10 minutes, it becomes clear like there's, there's no dialogue. It's all cavemen. They're all like, eh. that, then that is all you get from anything. <laughs> That's the dialogue for the whole movie is, eh. all of them. Like there's a lot of head. Lori was of, in the room like, what are you watching? There's nothing no, but she, a bunch of grunting no, going she, on. I don't know that she if, would have if, if taken I, this journey with me. If but. I had to sum up this segment, that would be the noise that would probably make so far. So far. So far. Yeah. I love you, Jack's buddy. like, I'm not coming downstairs yet. Bob, is, <laughs> Bob always leads on a strong foot when he surprises us with a segment. Yes. <laughs> exactly. That's how it goes very well. Yeah. Done. Now I recorded this tonight. Now, if you were if you were if you were a regular co-host, you'd be excited right now because you're like, oh, I don't have to do anything. Hold on, Bob's gonna take the reins. Let's He's just go somewhere. I mean, I want to know where you're going. I, going. I want to know where you're for, going with this. Not these fucking assholes. <laughs> for a moment, they're like, on. oh, this fucking guy. For one moment, surprise let's, let's bring in a professor friend that I have about <laughs> angels and Christians. <laughs> This is not that. I got this. That didn't I work out well. Let's see if this goes any better. Yeah. Let's, let's, yeah. Ooh, no, let's no pressure. It. No pressure. I want to know where it's going. So. <laughs> oh, it's going somewhere strong. So, I know it is. I'm like, 
fuck you. The last film out of 20, I got to watch a fucking silent film about cavemen. But I got to, I'm like, I got to do it. I can't, I really want to stop this. But I'm like, okay, I'll just write it out. So I share your sentiment. It's your classic, <laughs> it's your classic Cain and Abel uh, story about these two warring tribes with the cavemen. And one of them has got literally the, like the blonde hair, like he's the good kid. And the other son is the bad son with the dark hair. No one's saying a word. There's a lot, agree of, with a lot of nodding, a lot of pointing, but no one's saying a word. But as I'm watching it, I notice that there's a little TNA going on in this movie. There's some, you know, cave women wearing the puka shells, but they've got no, they've got no caveman bras that they're wearing. Cave and woman bras. Cave Bob. woman bras. Thank Jesus you. Christ. Thank you, Corey. I feel. Have you seen this movie? Have you seen no, it? No, I, I feel like you're intimately familiar with it. So the more I watch, the more I'm like, oh, they are really like going for it. And I don't know how this is like. There's no rating on the box. Is it in color? It is in color. I feel like this was on like the, the Canadian channel, CBC. Yeah, because they, they did a lot. Play, of, they did a lot of British film. Yeah, I CBC. Think I've run across that film, you think but so? like for like ten minutes of it, I'm like, there's nobody said a word. Right. It's been nothing but, oh, mm. See? But that's, that's it. what I'm talking about. Yes. So I'm like, all right, I will give this a chance. I'm like, I, I, I'm in. Let's, let's see where this goes. And the rest of it was your standard caveman film. They're trying to figure out how to get food, and there's warning amongst the tribes. A lot of stunts that are, uh, Corey, I think we talked about this on Monday, a lot of stunts that were kind of shitty where obviously they've all got a lot of spears. They're trying to spear each other. But the camera's right behind you, so when you like, eh, like you probably don't have a spear in your hand. And then the other shot, then they pan to a shot where they're like, oh, and then over they go with body lockout <laughs> with a little bit of blood. <laughs> so, so I get to about the, 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 there's 15 minutes left of the movie. And I'm like, okay, I can make it to the end. And all of a sudden, there's this tribe that comes out and just comes out of the woods, out of nowhere. And a third tribe? The third tribe. And they're, they're going to ambush everybody. And they're painted in this white mud, and they're wearing these big styrofoam helmets. Makes sense. And there's no explanation for why they're wearing helmets. Not an Earth-friendly movie. Or what they're... <laughs> right, I'm like... So cavemen had styrofoam helmets. Uh, apparently. And I'm like, maybe they're aliens. Mm. But there's no explanation. And so after the battle, they just disappear into the woods, and that's that. And after that, I turned it off, and I gave up. Didn't even see. Maybe they would explain the whole thing in the last ten minutes. Why did you I tell don't us even this, care. Bob? I don't even care. <laughs> I, I, Why did you just tell question. us what, what you just told I, us? Because I, 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 this was a, uh, this I thought this was a noteworthy <laughs> thing. Greg, Greg is here. Greg's a big movie buff. <laughs> okay. And I appear like it seems like Greg has seen this on CBC back in the day. <laughs> yeah. I, it's I a, a great point. Yeah. Yes, sir. What segment was this? <laughs> <laughs> Chad, we has, we forgot the artwork Bob's, and the the music. Bob's board. rants. <laughs> yeah, midnight burbling. <laughs> That's the segment. This is gonna be one of those segments that I talk to him like later on in the week, and he's gonna be like, "Man, I just had to do the audio for last week." But someone will be like, "Oh, I fucking saw that, that film." Fucking this did. is this this is gonna make the best of uh, the the best clips it, part two. It will not. It will not. <laughs> if, if it did, don't you think I've done my job? Don't you think this you is are providing success? us with so much content, Bob? <laughs> All right, and with that uh, ringing endorsement. Uh, let's let's move into a little uh, lightning round. 
Okay, today is the twenty sixth. So this is a question. This is a this is a uh, hundred question type around, but this is generally a short answer question. It never works out that way. So let's just let's just kind of leave it at that. I'm only super short. Well, we'll we'll see. All right, so <laughs> gentlemen, point to a scar you got when you were a child and tell the story of how you got it. Uh, I shattered my forearm playing hockey and had a plate put in. That's that's a good story. I feel like you've told that on the on the podcast before. Oh man, if I did, it's, it was a long. It time was ago. probably a long time ago, but yeah. I feel like you have. Does that have to be when you're a kid? Could be like any time. No, no, when you were a child. I I got a scar. You never got a scar when you were a child. I mean, you can't even see it now. It was a terrible story. The one on my arm is way better. I got a scar right <laughs> on the uh, on the top of my left hand here, and it was because. My mom was like, she owned like all these different craft shops and crap like that. So she had hot glue guns everywhere. And I was using one and it dripped hot glue onto my hand and I wiped it off and with it came my skin right off. So pretty gross. Yeah. It is gross. Yep. Uh, I've got one, a similar one right here, which is uh, I've got actually two of them. One of them is uh, from a nail that was underneath my crib that once I started crawling and got out of the crib i crawled underneath there and raked my hand across it somehow and then the other one was from uh, a lego for my sister <laughs> that was also back in the 20s when cribs weren't made the way that they're <laughs> yeah. made nowadays so yeah, yeah. Like, it was made of bamboo and uh and one, of the, one of the shoots <laughs> carved also, up my hand also had one under my eye from uh when i was four no like four and a half or so and my brother jumped I was in my dad's arms, and he jumped uh, into my dad's arms, and his the ball of his heel hit my face and split my right under my eye open, and I went underwater. And literally the only thing that saved me was, and I can still remember to this day, was grabbing out of my dad's swim trunks and pulling myself back up in like four feet of water. And so, that, yeah, that was it. I think you've told that story. In the I have, yeah, that's why I made it quick. Nice work. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, do you want to... I have uh, whereabouts? Like a three or four inch scar on my left testicle. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, my left knee. Okay. Uh, playing baseball, eighth grade, slid into third. You know, didn't have the greatest fields. Hit a stick, like ripped open my front part of my leg. Mm-hmm. Ball was overthrown. I ran home, slid into home with the wound. Yes. On your- yeah. Nice. Um, got to the dugout. The next inning, or, you know, I got went down, sat down for a second, grabbed my glove. Two people got out right away, so I went back in the field. Made a diving stop at third, caught a ball, landed on my knee. Jesus Christ. Went played back the whole game the, with this? <laughs> went back in the dugout, and, yeah. like, guys were hitting around. I'm sitting on the bench, <laughs> and I'm, like, looking at my leg, and we had the, like, blue pants, but there was just this dark, yeah, dark course, blue. Of course, the blue pants, yeah. Yeah. They were dark blue. So it just this whole mass of blood coming down my leg. My coach is like, uh, can you catch next inning? I'm like, coach, I don't think I can play anymore. This blood just profusely dripping out of my leg. I ended up just using some butterfly bandages to kind of hold it all together instead of going to get stitches. Nice. It worked. I pulled a couple of rocks out of my leg. It was fun. Tough son of a bitch, Craig Gumto. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, anything to add here? Yeah, I got mine's gonna be quick. I have a scar right where my soul patch is from uh, a basketball <laughs> game in high school 
where a guy from Flint Academy tried to dunk from the free throw line, and I took the charge. <laughs> Rip, ripped his soul patch clean off. Todd's like, not on my no, watch, my, son. Actually, my bottom teeth actually put my. It, it actually my bottom teeth actually punctured my lips, so they were outside of my my mouth. That happens. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it comes right through. Yeah. All right. I didn't take. I didn't take any more charges, but that guy didn't try. <laughs> and I never played basketball again. No. Nah. We fixed the situation. All right. Uh, <laughs> next question: When you do something, do you follow the directions or do you freestyle it? Depends what it is. Depends on what it is. Yeah. I'll give you a couple of scenarios. I just wanted to hear like a general answer first. Okay. Rather hear the scenarios. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, building Legos. First time or second time? First time. First time directions. It would Anyone de- have it a would, different answer? It it would depend what it is. Yeah, if, if it's, it's like a, no, it's something building big, Legos for the first time. If oh, if for, it's, the, for the first time, yeah, then first time, yeah, first time I ever got a set. Or I'm like, just yeah. playing with them. Yeah, I'm not following. Directions. I like to build building. things, then destroy them, and then do whatever with them. <laughs> if it, if it's building anything, it's the instruction. It's got to be. Okay. Yeah. So I think, I think we're pretty evenly yep. divided. I would side with Corey and, and uh, Todd about this. Take the instructions. Greg. I'll use the gonna... instructions for the first time. It just depends on how big the I mean, like, that's just a general statement. Like, oh, here's this you're, little thing. I'm just going to look up, like, okay, I'll build that. You're saying, okay. you're saying the first time, like, in my only. Like, you get a set. I like, never had Legos. No, you're you're right. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, you have to is play like, toys with other people. Like sometimes when yes. I play toys, it would be with other people. But yeah. like the like the set, <clears throat> excuse me, the central perk Lego set upstairs. I would never try and build that on my own. I would follow the directions. Okay. Yes. But All if right. I was given Legos when I was a kid, I would just build what I wanted. That's, to that's build. what I'm saying. Like yeah, if you if if I got a set that was actually meant to make something, yeah, correct? Then yes, yeah. you make that <laughs> once. And actually build what it's supposed to be. But he right. said the first time. That's what I'm so, saying. The, yeah. Like, yeah, the first time you open uh, the box and take the pieces yeah, out. Good, it's a good clarifying question. Yeah. And then, then after once you destroy that, then yeah, it's just build what whatever. Uh, okay, cooking. Mm. Uh, I would I would say I, I always follow the recipe always. As long as it's like nope. the first I mean, time. If it's the first time I'm making something, yeah, I'm gonna do that. But once it's like uh, okay, I've done this 14 times. I'm just gonna go my own way with it. Yeah, Todd. Nope, I'm the opposite. One hundred percent. Even from the even the first time. One hundred percent opposite. I, I and when it comes to cooking, my sister and I were just talking about this. I look at a recipe, and even if I like it, like what it, what the recipe says, I will customize it to what I want in the end. Simple. A recent example, I found a an awesome uh, Instagram video of cheeseburger casserole, and I ended up making cheeseburger portobello portobello bacon. Cheeseburger casserole. <laughs> so, yeah, no matter what, I'm always going to change it up. But I, I don't use, and again, also, I, I'm very, very particular about how I cook. So, even if a recipe calls for salt, uh, I have probably 60 or 70 different types of salt. So, depending upon what it is, yeah. I will change the same thing with peppers and different spices. So, cooking 100%, no matter, I don't think that I've cooked anything to the letter of a recipe in the last 30 years. Yes. I, f- I feel like you guys are probably simpatico on this. You well, know your way around the kitchen. I, I will say this, um, and I've learned a lot in the last couple of years um, that has helped build <laughs> on my small culinary knowledge that I had before. But I'll sum it up with, with this statement. 
And there's a difference between a cook and a chef, and that's knowing how to season your food and knowing when to season your food. Um, and if you don't season food properly in layers, then you're going to taste recipes and not actual food from a chef. And if you train your palate, <clears throat> excuse me, you have to train your palate to know what food is missing. And once you get to that point, you can realize that it all breaks down to sweetness, acid, salt, um, and, and like a base. And once you have all those things, that's what makes good food. So to follow a recipe, no, it's, it's, it's a good guideline um, if you've never made something before, but you have to intervene. You have to. You have to yep. go your own way. Agree. Yeah. Um, I do not know my way around the kitchen, but I will still shoot from the hip every time. <laughs> yeah? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Made Good some, on you, mate. Made some stir fry the other day that uh, I wasn't too sure how it was going to turn out. Uh, from what I was told and from what I tasted, it, it was all right. <laughs> from what I was told. I, Danielle liked it. That's so a great, I, sure. It's really all that matters, as long as you like it. Yes. Yeah. Well, depending on who you're cooking for. Yeah. But yeah, de- def- definitely shooting from the hip. All right, one more. How about furniture setup? Oh, dude, right. <laughs> following, following the directions <laughs> to a T. Now, hold on. So yeah. not a lot of people, I, I, think, uh, I think Don was one of them, my father-in-law, who... Didn't like to follow the directions. Dude, they, I'm he sorry. Obviously never I feel like your dad idea. might have also been cooking I'm sorry. My off. dad and my uncle were idiots for that shit. <laughs> that's that's the dumbest thing you could have done. I've wasted so much time with the directions. Yeah. I couldn't imagine how much time was wasted without directions. So, sorry. Yeah. I, I obviously love my dad and uncle. They taught me a lot over the years, but <laughs> this was not one of them. When it comes to furniture, definitely going with instructions. Yeah, anybody feel differently than that? No, not at all. No, I want to take it one step further. Yeah. One step further, Bob. Yeah. I I won't even I will re, I 100% go by the instructions, but I will actually take all the parts and lay them out because there's nothing more maddening than following the the instructions of something complex, getting to the very end and then realizing that the bolt one, you, that you only got one of the bolts <laughs> that you needed for this last part. So literally I am 100% the instructions, but also I inventory every part, even, and even the, uh, and I make sure that actually sock away if they give extra piece bolt, uh, bolts or nuts or screws. I mm-hmm. 100% follow yeah. the instructions. So that's a good follow-up question. Do you save Extra parts, absolutely. every one yes. of them, absolutely. So, so, so that if you actually found that you were missing a bolt from a piece of furniture that you bought, you go back and look at your stash, your hoard. Yes. Okay. I'll go one step further. I'll actually use the directions and look up on YouTube. Yeah. Let's see, because you actually find a lot of easy ways to do stuff, little shortcuts. I make things a little easier to put together. I save the stuff just because it's maddening. Uh, in other projects when you need something yeah. and you don't have it. And it's so, it's so remedial to, to think of something so stupid, but to save you a trip from going to the hardware store and you're like, Oh, I got one of those. Right. You know? Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, so two part question here. Would you eat soup that got you drunk? Second part, would you eat a salad that got you drunk? Soup? Yes. Salad? No. Explain. Salad just sucks. 
I don't care if it got me drunk or not. So salad like sucks, salads. but the fact that it could get you drunk would not redeem would it. Not, would not redeem me eyes. on salad, no. Okay. Not happening. Todd? I love soups and salads. <laughs> <laughs> so if they got you drunk, that would just be uh, icing on the just cake. Just be uh, exactly a, a, a spiked cherry tomato on top. Okay. Maybe <laughs> on vacation would be good. I don't like every day. Yeah, no, no, I, I mean, I eat a salad every day for lunch. I don't want to get yeah, drunk yeah, while I'm trying Well, in this example, I'm assuming that you would know that it's this particular soup that gets you drunk. Exactly. It's not it's a every soup. salad. I mean, yeah, for 100%. Why not? I always come back so wacky after lunch. I don't get it, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> guys, I just can't finish working. I, I had a salad and soup. Every combo. day. Every day. I eat the same thing and it never changes. <laughs> but the breadsticks, they have new meaning now. How? They soak no up thoughts. the booze. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Makes <laughs> <laughs> like finish this segment. All right, one more. No, it, it, dude, uh, a soup is, is going to be warm, and yeah. you want to cook the alcohol out, and if you're going to heat it up, you're going to lose it. So We have no time for your logic in this. <laughs> I, I, was, I, I, no, I think this is more Point of a hypothetical. In, in, order. In, 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 order f- order. in order for a soup to get you drunk, that would mean you're just pouring vodka into cold soup and, or, or some kind of liquor. So, no, that sounds disgusting. And a salad that would get you drunk, you would have to toss it with alcohol. And that, no, they both sound absolutely disgusting. I think so this no. is more of a myth. I think this is more, yeah, this more, is, it tastes good. Point of order but. for both. <laughs> All right, hold there, on. There, there, let me one, see. It. Go ahead, Todd. There are wines that are served warm that still have alcohol that are fabulous. That are warm. Uh, That's correct. Soup should not be served warm. It should be served hot. I like warm soup. I I like like it even faster. That's disgusting. Exactly. I like. I can't eat. Gazpacho is cold. I can't eat it. I love gazpacho. Todd, what? Todd, what have you cooked that called for alcohol that you don't cook the alcohol out? Um, I would I would say the only th- I, nothing, but I'm saying you could I I might be able to think up something of a soup with a, a wine in it that I didn't cook all the alcohol out. And if you drank it and you got drunk, uh, you might I, have to eat a it, large bowl of it for but, a soup to have enough wine to get you drunk. It would be disgusting. We're not talking about taste here, though. <laughs> that I'm talking about taste. Like I think I, take- I think I might I might give it a go. <laughs> Our, our, Same thing with right. a Let's, salad dressing. A salad dressing with a nice boozy sauce might be a good. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can do this now. Yeah, do it. I, mean, I, got some, I got some ice cream in my freezer that'll get you drunk. Tell me how delicious that soup and salad is, Todd. All right. Uh, I, now I want to hear Nick's answer to this, this next question. You can fold a piece of pizza while eating it. True or false? True. True. You can fold it? Yeah. If, yeah, of course you can fold it. Okay. Todd. True. Okay. Absolutely true. I feel like, all right. Is, is it because we all hail from Michigan? Is that why you think this is? No, because I think fo- the folding like uh, started with like New York style, the large yeah. pizza yeah. slices yeah. that so are very that thin that you can fold very easily. Western United States folks, West Coast folks would, would not be down with folding the pizza? No, I don't think so because as you get closer to the West Coast, first of all, I mean, the West Coast isn't really known for pizza but you get to chicago and it's not very foldable you california the, pizza kitchen even even here yeah you, get out of here <laughs> even here you got you have to think about the origins of pizza and domino's was the first pizza to pop up in the midwest and domino's wasn't 
Yeah, Domino's is terrible. I agree, <laughs> but that but that wasn't necessarily a, a foldable pizza. That was very that was thick dough. They there's styles. New York style is larger, thin pizza that is foldable. Detroit style is like a deep dish pizza with cup pepperoni. Uh, Chicago style is where you got the it's sauce like on the top. Yeah, it's like a pie pie crust almost. Uh, so yeah, that. You can't you can't fold a Chicago style pizza. No, no. <laughs> but yeah, right. you can fold pizza. You know, like a round. Yeah, of course. Uh, climb a mountain or jump from a plane? Ooh, mm. climb a mountain. I'd say. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think from the from the fear factor, I would say cl- climb a mountain t- takes all the fear out. But I wouldn't. I don't like. Wouldn't like walking to the top of a. Should I have a mountain in my yard? But I don't want to go up. So we know, Todd. You can take we the know. helicopter to the top. I'm not sure why you even would bother climbing up. Climb infer implies that I'm walking. <laughs> so that's why. That's why well, I it infers that you're climbing, not walking. I didn't say walk up a mountain, Corey. Oh, that's a tough one. That's, I. I mean, I would. I would master both. Um, wow. <laughs> I mean, we've already we already discussed me climbing Mount Everest in flip flops and shorts. So I don't. I clearly. I say jump, I say jump from a plane. They would they would put a marker up where you died. Yeah, it'd be at the very like top. You're saying no. conceptually, you've already climbed that mountain in your shorts and flip flops. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So <laughs> you're gonna so you're out for jumping from the plane. Yeah, we're gonna go with the plane. Corey has said, switch it up a little bit. Corey has said in the past several times that he's okay with jump, even though he hates heights. He's okay with jumping out of a plane because he has a parachute, and that could may or may not open. Uh, yeah, in his mind, will always open, and with a mountain, he could fall and die. So, depending on the cold. slope, I, I, don't, of it. I don't like the cold. <laughs> Why is a mountain cold? Most mountains are. Once you get to when you go up an altitude, a certain altitude, yeah, from the bottom, maybe not so no. much. Yeah. At the very top. Dude, once, you hit that, science, once you hit that halfway point, that's, that's, yeah. pretty Thank cold. you, Todd. That's mountain science. I'm sorry. Have you been to the Porcupine Mountains <laughs> in Michigan? They're not. There's there no mountains the hills. in Michigan. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Those are not mountains. They're mountains. <laughs> They're not. Dude, right. it is called the Porcupine Mountains. All right, we're we're going to take a break here in just a minute where you guys can look this up and then you can fight it out. <laughs> <laughs> Thunderdome style. Two men enter, one man leave about the mountains in, in Michigan. Okay, so one last question. Uh, if you're really hungry, would you eat a bug? And the asterisk is you can't pick the type of bug. Of course. How hungry am I? Really? I'm like on the I, verge I think of I dying? Said, I think I said really hungry. I'd eat the bug. Dude, you go to survival instincts. Of course you would. Probably eat the yeah. bug, yeah. Of course you yeah. would. It feels, it feels like with half the shit that we eat today, I probably have eaten a bug in the last two days. So, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I mean, per the FDA, Todd, they how, say. Todd, how much yeah. seasoning are you putting on stuff? Exactly. How many containers of, salt, of that kind of salt are on your bedside table? <laughs> Waiting bedside for the bugs. Table? Oh, that's all his morning salt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee salts? Tea salts? Yeah. Bath salt. Before you go to bed, sprinkle a little bit on the sheet so that as they're crawling into your mouth, they'll just track some of that in there. Exactly. I used the vanilla bean salt that Smoked I have for that. paprika. Cover oh. my face in lavender salts before I go to bed. 
Jesus. <laughs> disturbing. All right, Corey. Let's get into a gentleman's agreement. No, it's the MF and gentleman's agreement. Oh. Done. All right, Greg Gumto. Yes. You had to watch White Boy. That I did. Um, so, I mean, everybody in Michigan knows who White Boy Rick is, I would think, and most people... You know, uh, around. Let's assume that should, we have. Let's, let's assume that we have we a global haven't. audience. Okay, global audience. All right. Yeah. Uh, white boy Rick, seventeen-year-old white kid, grew up in the projects, sort of, um, of Detroit. Got involved in some gang stuff with the with the drugs and whatnot. <laughs> so that's pretty much white boy Rick got <laughs> set up. <laughs> that's, <pretty much laughs> that's that's white boy Rick got, got set up and then the, sent the uh, the to basically uh, Michigan's. Uh, Drug law got sent to life in prison. Okay. Um, so I had the documentary version of the story. There is a movie out as well. Um, so, what, but what you were supposed to watch was the documentary. I had the documentary, yes. Okay. Um, so I did watch it. It's pretty good. Um, I, I didn't know the story, but the from what I got out of it was the amount of corruption that goes on. I mean, we all kind of know the Detroit police department's pretty corrupt and it kind of goes up through the ranks. Did not realize it went up that high and maybe that deep. If it's all true, if it's all true. Um, but overall it's really good flick. I, I don't want to spoil too much, um, about it. Uh, just cause there's some real interesting stuff there. I, I wish that, uh, kind of save the guy's name here. Um, one of their quote unquote hitmen for the one gang who got let out of prison after 18 years, who spent more less time than uh, Mr. Rick in prison. Mr. Rick. <laughs> Mr. Rick. Um, I can't think of his name now. But, anyways, I wish he would come out with a book or a movie or something and just tell all about the entire Detroit Police Department and what they had him used to do. I think that'd be pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't want to spoil too much because I, I, I knew the story, but I didn't know it was that. Like, I haven't watched the movie yet. Right. It's just one of those things I don't, I mean, I know the story, so it's like, yeah, am I going to watch it? And, you know, maybe one day. Um, but it's a spoiler-free Spoiler-free spoiler review. review was okay. basically how he got involved with the FBI and the Detroit Police Department, but the FBI and the Detroit Police Department did not know about it. Okay. They didn't know about each other. Yeah. Um, this is pretty crazy. His dad was a gun dealer, arms dealer, that who apparently was kind of given to both sides. He's supposed to be an informant for the FBI as well as selling guns to the drug dealers. So that is quite interesting. Okay. <laughs> All right. Trying, so if your if your if your last name was Dylan, what would you give this a rating as? Um, <laughs> you don't have to do that. I like it though. It's good. <laughs> I was going to give it a grade of a a B minus. All right. That's fair. And speaking of Todd <laughs> Dillon, Todd, you had to watch yes, sir. Joe Montana. Cool under pressure. Yes. Uh, Greg assigned that to me, and he knocked it out of the park. Uh, yes. I, I uh, have a newfound respect for uh, Joe Montana, the 30-second synopsis. It's, it's basically kind of the story of how uh, Joe Montana came up through high school. It's kind of his, his own autobiography done in the, in a documentary format. It's, I think it's like five or six episodes uh, of one hour. I actually watched it 
front front to back. Watched it beginning to end. Nice. Uh, have newfound respect. I still think uh, TB is the the goat uh, because of his accomplishments and because uh, New England, I swear, worked as hard as they could to surround him with less talent. Uh, each year, except for the Randy Moss years, uh, they act, I think they actively worked against him. So I think uh, Joe Montana is much better athlete than I, anyone ever gave him credit for. Uh, that was a great, great insights. Uh, the guy, I think his, his both high school and college coaches look like total idiots. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, great, great flick. Would highly recommend it. And a the Joe Montana story. Uh, have newfound respect for him, and I and now I remember why I hated the Niners when I was a kid because they were always winning. <laughs> Yet they came from a, a, a lineage of never winning anything. I thought it was pretty funny. Like their him and Tom Brady's careers are so similar, except uh, just, for Tom never ever totally got screwed. Not totally screwed, but just the way it kind of kind of the way it played yeah, out both, both 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 third round picks not expected to do much of anything i think and they both got their shot when 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 something bad happened but the fact like seeing all the behind the scenes i remember the tension about steve young and when they brought him in but knowing that bill walsh was was trying to outsmart himself and just an, a genius who had lost his mind and creating controversy out of none uh, in a team sport ugh, horrible Great play. Solid A. Solid A. Let's go. All right. Uh, I had to watch 42 by, I think, Todd, you assigned that to me, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, so this has been on my watch list for quite a while, and uh, I was happy to happy to finally get to it, so thanks for the push. Um, 42 is the uh, story of Jackie Robinson and his... Uh, it's not a drafting... But it's it's literally a call up to the to the major leagues um, as the first black uh, professional baseball player uh, in the MLB, and uh, so Chadwick Boseman plays Jackie Robinson, and uh, he's a live wire man. I mean, the, I've, I'm a big Marvel guy, so I was a huge Chadwick Boseman uh, Black Panther uh, aficionado, but. I'd been trying to watch um, his movies, you know, pre-Marvel, because I'd heard of what a good actor he was, and this was this did not disappoint. He just literally lights up the screen every time he's on it, and really kind of embodies what I th- thought that Jackie Robinson was. Harrison Ford is the co-star. He plays Branch Rickey, who brings Jackie Robinson up from the minors to to uh, against all odds to embrace the future and you know Harrison Ford is I don't think this is necessarily a spoiler because this is all a historical account Harrison Ford is really just kind of chasing the dollars he understands that baseball is baseball and he wants the best players and if Jackie Robinson's the best player uh, to draft or to pull up from the minors then so be it and he's not going to be stopped just because he's not white and uh, I thought the movie was great. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, I I thought that the uh, and it, and I I'd read a bunch of stuff about Jackie Robinson in the past, and I thought that this movie was really true to the facts of Jackie's past and and his career. So, thank you, sir, for assigning this to me. I I awesome. I, I loved it. Would I give it a solid solid A for anybody who's interested? 
Awesome. Loved it. And with that, Corey, you had The Last Resort. Yes, I did. From Nick, right? Yeah, so I was a little confused at first because there's a couple movies yeah, listed we, on Just Watch. We went through that. Did we? Yeah, we did. I apparently forgot about that. I bobbed You it. actually looked it up. <clears throat> during, it was two weeks ago during the podcast. You looked it up and specifically like pulled up the actress's name who's in it, and you're like, I got it. Oh. I must have <laughs> yeah. been pretty far gone. all about that? Okay. Yeah, well, because what I found was there was a kind of like a sci-fi uh, about this U.S. naval ship that basically gets <laughs> uh, framed for launching a nuclear attack on the hold U.S. On. They go rogue. Is that, hold on. Is that the one that you watched? No, no, no. So okay. I, I, because there's also like a, like a fun like uh, softcore pornography ski movie based on called The Last Resort. So we can continue to talk about all the Last Resort movies there are. Well, so that, that Did I, you find the correct one? I'm get, that's what I'm getting to, buddy. Okay. So I happened to be like, I don't know. Let me just double check to make sure this is the one I, I'm supposed to watch. Because uh-huh. I'm, like, I'm really kind of hoping it's not because it's a sci-fi thing. Did that double involve any text to Nick Bader? Again, <laughs> if you'd let me finish my story. <laughs> uh, so I sent a text to Nick saying, hey, is, is, you know, can you send me the title screen of, of the movie that you wanted me to watch, The Last Resort? He said, yeah. He sent it to me. I said, oh, thank God. I said, because... The one I was looking at was this sci-fi, crazy fucking submarine movie that kind of like, I, I don't know if I'm really going to be into it. We all know how you feel about sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then I started the actual Last Resort that he wanted me to watch, and I immediately regretted my decision to not just watch the first one. Um, this was the biggest piece of dog shit I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire fucking life. Ta- Abs- wow. Oh, holy shit. Absolutely, absolutely fucking terrible. There was nothing about it that was good. Uh, the only thing I can tell you from the movie, because I was, I tried to pay attention, zoned out so many times. Give us the third. Yeah, what's it about? 30 seconds. Uh, Less. Even 10 seconds. Mother and son from Russia. Bob, you know, you, Get, this is what you gave like an A to. No, I. that's why I want. I'm like, yeah. at least right. tell me that you watched it. Mother and son in Russia, from Russia, get caught in Britain somewhere. Uh, she ends up having to go into the sex trade because she has to make money for her family. She cries during it. it, it it's fucking terrible. <laughs> Oldest business in time. I, I paused the movie at like, it was like an hour 35 to go do something. Completely forgot I was watching it and never finished it. That's how little I cared about this movie. There you go. Nick, your thoughts. I, I didn't know we were allowed to do that. So it's it's great to know that now because... There are a lot of movies that I would have loved to pause and never finish that Corey's given me. So that's amazing <laughs> to know that now. Right. You should hold that. That's true. He, he watched all Jingle Jangle. Yeah. I'm going to hold it true to my heart. Yeah. Dude, and it, it wasn't, it was literally out of the fact that I did not care. There was nothing about the movie that was, was good. Isn't it weird that he gave it such high accolades and you gave it such low it is that is weird. It's very strange. I just find it's that very, very strange. strange. Very terrible, strange. terrible movie. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna send you three dollars, even though I streamed it for free. I'm gonna send you three dollars just to never assign it to anyone else ever again. I would love that. I don't know that that's it's a rule now. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. New rule today. <laughs> we'll see when that three dollar hits. Uh, it's actually uh, most movies are three ninety nine. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> Fuck, I'll send you five. It, it, it was Nick Bader, you had to watch National Lampoon's Animal House. I did. For me. 
I did. Um, I'm I'm honestly expecting a very similar review to the one we just heard. No, 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 not not at all. Um, Given your love oh, for Caddyshack, ooh. nope, 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 nope. I'm yeah. I'm not a person that is vindictive or you know that I'm stuck in my ways. I'm always willing to learn. I'm always willing to watch something new. Um, and I, I put any kind of predispositions aside and I try and go in fresh. Um, I'll say it's dated, but I know it's dated. Um, there are many movies that I've watched that are dated. I, I had a really hard time getting into it and, and it had nothing to do with the movie. It had everything to do with my week. And so I was trying to put that aside while I was watching it. Um, and then I finally got into it and I realized why it was such a popular movie at the time. Um, I think it was, I have like very mixed feelings about it. Um, to try and kind of, uh, suspend disbelief and, uh, set the sign of the times aside and, and really get involved as if I was watching it fresh for the first time in the eighties, when it came out, um, and I feel like at that time, I would have been very, really, really excited to see the movie. Um, that that aside, that it was the hokey 80s kind of movie, um, I was able to place myself in that time, and, and I feel like that I really enjoyed it. Um, there are many reasons why you should enjoy it, of course. The pillow fighting scenes and all the topless scenes. I mean, that's fantastic. <laughs> of of course. Of course. Of course. But I, I, I was trying to go beyond that. And I was trying to see the movie for what it was at the time. And uh, I knew nothing of John Belushi. Nothing. Zero. Wow. Okay. Um, I feel like he had a lot of similarities in delivery with Bill Murray. Um. They did both come from that Saturday Night Live background, and you'd never seen nothing, nothing. Okay, just we can end it there. Nothing. Okay, um, and I feel like he was a, a happy mix between Bill Murray and uh, Chris Farley. Uh, he was kind of uh, a healthy hybrid of the two, and I could see where he was probably hysterical. Um, and I I did find a lot of funny moments in the movie. And the movie took a turn that I was not expecting towards the end. Um, <laughs> and it, it was, it was, it was definitely entertaining. Like, I don't know because of the dated aspect of it, if it's something I would go back to it, it made me upset that I was not alive during its release, like alive in the sense that I was not of an age that I could appreciate it. You know right. where I could go out and watch it when it first came out, and I feel like if I did, if I was, that I'd be like, this movie is fucking amazing. This is this is a fantastic fucking movie. Yeah, and it was still very well done, and I still enjoyed the movie a lot. I did, I really did. Um, and it was funny. There were funny moments. Caddyshack, I I didn't find funny moments. You know, but but this was. Okay. It was great. It was a, it was a college movie, um, and you know, aside from the eye candy, you could you could appreciate it. You know, so I would definitely say um, B minus if we're if we're rating it. 
Wow. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I did not see that coming. I didn't either. Yeah. I was, I'm super excited. I figured this was going to get a like, yeah. I, I I don't, plus I, at best. I don't want to encourage, <laughs> now, you know, on. hokey 80s movies. But, but, but. But, uh, but I, 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 I really had to dive wow. deep. I had to he dive He likes stripes deep. too. So we're, 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 we're onto something. Yeah. I, I had to dive, I had to dive deep to appreciate it. But I, it's something that it was a rite of passage that I wanted to see. Um, yeah. And it was, a, like I said, a very rough start. It was a very rough start. <laughs> it was, I'm like, I can't we, pay attention to this whatsoever. And we, then, we thought for sure you were not going to like it. I, I know. Right. I, I would have had money. Yeah. But then again, yeah. Todd made a good point. Like, okay, so so Stripes got a thumbs up. Caddyshack got a thumbs down. Mm-hmm. Animal well, House got a thumbs sports. up. sports. Um. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't know no. that that's why it was. Yeah. No, that no, it didn't. It was a fucking. The, the, I was so distracted by the fucking Chuck E. Cheese gopher going around the fucking whole movie yeah, that it was it's like, a, no, this is. I don't understand. This. So this doesn't make any sense. I, so I'm I'm curious. Hopefully, I won't be the only one to draw Nick's name and maybe take some inspiration as to where else. Well, let's fully let's oh, yeah. more fully explore this. Absolutely, eighties comedy but i i can't i you know i want to completely dismiss things like that by saying it was completely dated but then i can watch a 1955 western and want to watch it again and again and again you know so that that goes out the window yeah. so i can't say things like that but you know caddyshack was too hokey for me i appreciate the fact that you can Suspend disbelief far enough to put yourself in like, oh, what what would this? Let, let's look at this movie in the context of when it was released. And I loved uh, American Werewolf in London. Yeah, there's that too. So, yeah, but yeah, it, awesome. was, it, it was it was good. You know, I, I enjoyed it um, once I got into it. I'm super excited. All right, so new assignments. Can I say this real quick? Yeah, John Belushi's delivery in that movie. Like with everything in his lines and yeah. his um, deadpan face all the time, like I I enjoyed that. I liked that a lot, and it, <laughs> okay, it upset me because I'm like, this is uh, this is a gem. This is that we no longer have. You know, it is. Yeah, and that's my only tie to John Belushi is this movie now. Has Nick's not? So Nick hasn't seen the Blues Brothers. No, he hasn't. He has not. I've seen. I started. Bits, I've seen bits and pieces, which I've enjoyed, but I've not seen it. I through. started. I started. But with I picked this one because I'm like this is kind of where you need to opening a door. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, so new assignments. Uh, I have drawn Corey. Todd has drawn Greg. Corey has me. Greg has Nick, and Nick has Todd. So anybody want to jump in? Bob, you have Hell or High Water. Seen it. Bob, you do not have hell or high water. <laughs> I can go uh, for Nick. Fuck. Go ahead. Uh, so you like that, the UFO stuff a little yeah. bit? Yes, of course. Um, Project Blue Book. It's on the History Channel. Haven't seen it, but the documentary I gave Corey was heavily into This is like a TV series. It's, I think it's two seasons long okay. of the actual projects in Project Blue Book. Uh, yeah, it sounds like I would love it. All right, Todd, you got something for Greg? I do. I'm trying to think the exact name, but it's the, I'm reassigning. Uh, to me. What was the the band? Uh, the Michael Jordan. Oh, Jordans. Uh, unbanned. 
Unbanned. That's it. It's called. Have unbanned? you seen that, Greg? Unbanned. Unbanned. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah on Hulu. it's on Hulu. Is it, it's yeah. a Mi- Michael Jordan documentary. No, no, no. It's the Legend of Air, of, of Air Jordans. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. Um, it's Unbanned: The Legend of AJ One. Yep. Okay, that's it. Gotcha, Nick. I'm going to save you for the end because I feel like we need some time. Gee, thanks, Corey. You got me. Yeah, I thought I had a solid one there, but uh... all right. So. I have you. So let's. Um... Oh, I'll go. Todd. <laughs> wow. Jesus Christ. Todd, have you seen Tinder Swindler? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> have you, have you <laughs> seen that's Tinder Swindler? That's a new thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. When did you have time to watch yeah. this? Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a new one. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Corey. Um. Oh, I'm gonna save that for after the wedding. Wait. So has has Corey, have Corey and Greg seen this? Because you both left. I've seen it. Okay. I have. I, it's on my watch I, list. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna be watching it here yeah. soon. Uh, Corey, have you seen about last night? Uh, what about last night? <laughs> Sounds familiar, but I can't say it. I recall it. All right. Boop boop boopity boop. That's what you got. And you, sir. Oh, hold on. Oh, there, yeah. there, there may hold have, on. There may have been a remake of this movie, like a modern-day remake, so this is the version. I think that's what I'm thinking from of. From the 80s with Rob Lowe and Jim Belushi and Demi Moore. Okay. That's the one. All right. Um, you, sir, have Dead Man Switch. Where can I find that? On Hulu. Dead Man Switch. Dead Man's Switch. Dead Man's Switch. Yep. Dead man switch. <laughs> Dead sandwich. Dead sandwich. <laughs> Dead man witch. All right, got it. Rudy Bogdanovich. Uh, Nick, Corey, Bob, Todd, Greg. We're all good. All right. Uh, again, I complain. I raise my fist to the heavens and I say, why don't I have a fucking theme song for pick of the week? I know know we got graphics, but my lazy fucking co-host hasn't come up with a theme song and you know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) You out there there know who you are. Corey's got graphics for this. So uh, let's move into the pick of the week. Uh, So let's see if we can get through this in seven minutes or less. (laughs) 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 All right. Uh, does anybody <laughs> want to go first? Todd, you got a pick? I do not this week. No pick for you this week. All right, moving on. I got no, you, buddy. No pick for me this week. My pick of the week is going to be uh, the Raptic Titan Air that I have sitting right down there on the table. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's a the, great pick. The new battery bank I purchased uh, for all my GoPro needs and also for the podcast. Uh the, or, or to power Jerusalem. Look at you, double you know. dip it in your credit. Yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> so Bob has has something called the Jackery. That's an awesome uh, portable power bank. That, but Corey's like, fuck you. I can find something equally good that weighs 40 pounds less. Well, yeah. But, so Bob's is like a little mini generator that you have to carry by a handle. <laughs> yeah. This I, I found on Amazon, uh, the Raptic Titan Air. 
that's very portable, very lightweight. Uh, will still accept a um, a regular wall plug. Has two USB uh, outputs and a USB C input and output. Uh, it has already, by far, from seeing the indicators on it, outlasted the other battery I was using to power the cameras and the iPad during the podcast. Uh, at this point, it already would have been dead. Yeah. Completely gone. Okay. And we would have been working the last, like, maybe 30 minutes of the show on just the batteries from the phones and from the iPad. Now, uh, on the indicator on this, I'm still at, uh, looks like, three lights. And everything's still charging very nice and well. Uh, very, very nice and good. Yep. Very good and nice and good. And believe it or not, only 100 bucks on Amazon. Uh, wow. So if you're a, a camper, survivalist, podcaster, uh, whatever you want to do, you know, you, you need a, a mobile power solution. Deranged billionaire with that, tons of money to blow. That too. Send me the link for that. <laughs> <laughs> I can kill so many zombies with that. Dude, it, it's it's solid. So that that's my pick. Okay. Greg, you got a pick. I do. I have to actually a pick Ooh. and a gift for the cast. Holy wow. shnikes. Have some Punchki Day vodka. I tried to order some. Did you? So so who's the distillery? <laughs> it's it sold out. Well, let's pretend like there are people in uh, Singapore who are listening to us who don't understand. The Detroit City uh, Distillery. Okay. I don't know the exact story about this. I do. But, but what's Nick the, does. What's the flavor I of knew the did. vodka that you bought? Punchki Day. Okay. So Detroit uh, City Distillery, um, very local uh, in Michigan here. Uh, They normally just make vodka and and other spirits. Um, So the the backstory to this is that if if you don't know, excuse you, if you don't know, um, he'll have to figure out where his mute button is. Uh, If you don't know what a Punchki is, Corey... It's a jelly donut. Are, are you inferring that I don't know what a Pushki is? With, no, I'm, with, I'm saying with that the story, you, you, be, with the story. you being the Polish member of the podcast, that you should let us know. We're about to get invaded. I got a lot of things going yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, we buddy. got I, we got three minutes to finish <laughs> this show. So okay, so a Pushki is an overfilled donut that um, is is Polish in heritage, and uh, so it's a big thing on Fat Tuesday. Um, around these parts that uh, that punchkeys are sold everywhere. Um, and, and Hamtramck, baby. Yeah, and Hamtramck is a very um, very Polish. Was very Polish. Okay. Not anymore. Used to be, apparently, <laughs> Polish-influenced uh, demographic area around Detroit. So, regardless, uh, so Detroit City <laughs> Distillery... Um, they had they had their master distiller apparently go on vacation or their owner or their president or whoever the hell was in charge. And some of the guys were like, hey, you know what I've always wanted to do is take these giant donuts and infuse some vodka with these donuts, these, these raspberry giant punchki donuts. So they went ahead and did it, and they tasted it, and they thought it was pretty fantastic. And the master distiller, the president of the company, or whoever, came back, and he was like, "Yeah, let's go ahead with this. Let's 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 try this." And within the first year, it was immediately sold out. And they've been doing it for about four, I think, years now. Um, each year, increasing the amount that they're shipping out. This is the first year that it literally did not sell out within minutes. 
Last year it was sold out within like 25 minutes, but it's raspberry, basically donut-flavored vodka. Shut up, Bob. All right. Uh, last shot of the night. Here we go. Nick, do you have a pick? Because we have yes, 90 seconds. Uh, we, we have as many seconds as I need. No, we don't. So, <laughs> yeah, my pick of the week uh, this week is J.B. Weld's Steel Stick. It's absolutely amazing. J.B. Weld, if you don't know, makes a lot of different um, two compounds that you can buy. Um, I think I gave it as a pick to repair my kayak. They had a J.B. Weld uh, for plastics. This is a J.B. Weld that's called Steel Stick. Any kind of steel, stainless steel, anything that you need to adhere something to without nails or anything like that, you mix the two compounds together, creates a putty, stick them together, and it's stronger, actually stronger than steel. That's Jay- what we used for the spittoon. <laughs> yes. Did we? That is, yeah, yeah, yeah that I is forgot. True. Yeah, that we did. That is true. So we've used this on some of our uh, food steel that we use. So food steel. Yep. Steel science. All right, I'm going to save mine for next week. We're going to end this bitch. All right, on behalf of Nick and Corey and Todd and special guest Greg Gumtoe, this is Bob saying goodbye. We'll see you next weekend. Stay safe. Stay safe.